Welcome to the Heal Deal Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Leona Allen, and I'm here to help you achieve more freedom in your health and your life. I'm the founder of Freedom Health Systems, and I've been a licensed chiropractor and wellness coach for over two decades. I've helped men, women, and children transform their lives by removing the physical, chemical, and emotional barriers to natural healing. Every week, I'll be taking you on a journey, a journey where you will discover the real truth behind what it takes to heal your mind, body, and soul. Allow me to be your guide as you travel this road to renewed health and a new life. It's time to make a deal with yourself to heal yourself. Please keep in mind that this podcast is for educational purposes only and not to be used as a replacement for medical diagnosis or treatment. With that said, let's begin. Here we are in the season for many of you. We're in December. Some of you have survived through Halloween and then some of you have survived through Thanksgiving. But I want to take a different perspective on this tonight because we all tend to do the same things based on tradition, based on what society tells us to do. You know, if you followed me for a while, I talk about how a lot of our health habits are based on not just our needs, but by the calendar or by the clock or by what society tells us to do without really thinking about why we do it. And going into the new year is another one of those things. And what we're doing is we're overeating, over drinking, many of us, not all of you, but I'm just telling you the cycle that happens with a lot of us. We are overindulging and we do that for maybe the last quarter of the year. And then before you know it, the new year rolls around. And what do many people do? They think that they're going to wake up on the first and believe that they're going to achieve their goals and everything's going to be fine just to repeat this cycle over and over again. So I want to just bring up some concepts to you and make you change and shift your way of thinking because a lot of you will set these goals. Some of you are going to start doing vision boards and, and all these great things. And before you know it, you've veered off into something else and you're not really accomplished anything year after year after year. So what I'm hoping to do for you this year is to help you prepare for what's to come. You know, I don't like magical thinking. I don't like it when people think they're going to just magically wake up on January 1st and they're just going to be able to achieve their goals, follow their plans, lose the weight, become more fit, start the new job, you know, all these different things that we inspire to do in the new year. There's nothing wrong with that. What I have a problem with is when people fail to achieve what they want to put their mind to. So tonight I'm going to talk about five things you need to do before 2024. If you want to be successful, you want to achieve your goals, start now. Actually, you should have started maybe six months ago. <laughs> you don't start when you want to start. You plan to start. It's a decision. It's a plan. So at the end of these 20 minutes or so, I want you to say, you know what? I got to think differently, especially if you're the type of person that tends to start over, over and over again, you get frustrated. So there's two types of people. Let me just say that. You either are the person that set goals and give up, 
or you've been discouraged for so long, you don't start at all. Well, I want to change that if you stick with me tonight. So first of all, let me just share some things that I found interesting about resolutions, about the new year, and why we think the way we think as a culture and why this has become ingrained, you know, it's ingrained in us, this tradition. According to Merriam-Webster, New Year's resolution is defined as a promise to do something differently in the new year. So when the new year comes around, many of you may have that vision or that statement that you have in your mind to say, this is what I want to do differently. I'm going to help you with this, especially if you're the type of person that has a hard time achieving these goals. So let me share some very interesting stats. First of all, two things I like definitions and statistics, but this is what I find interesting. 8% of people achieve their resolutions. Only 8%. That means 92% of people that make resolutions don't even achieve them. So that's the first stat I found interesting. Here's another thing I found. 23% quit by the end of the week. 8% achieve their resolutions and 23% quit by the end of the week. And do you want to guess how many quit by the end of the month? 43% quit by the end of the month. Now, I want to bring this up because I see people do this year after year, old, young, near, and far. I don't want to shame you or anything for making resolutions. So I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but just understand where this is all coming from and why most people tend to fail at all this. So 8% achieve the resolutions, 23% quit by the end of the week, and 43% quit by the end of the month. So kind of think about where you fall in all this. And all of this comes from just a date on the calendar and the season we're in. So a lot of us are really pushed to do this because this is what we grew up seeing. January 1st is the time to set your goals. And I think goal setting should happen any day of the week, any time of the day. You can set your goals March 1st, July 1st. It doesn't matter. So as we start to have this conversation, really start to put in your mind that you can start to create your own traditions, your own rules, because when we try to follow someone else's rules or tend to follow whatever anyone else is doing, I think there's more stress involved. You feel pressured to do something that you're not prepared and not ready to do. But if you are that person that want to make 2024 a better year, you're the one I'm talking to, okay? So just know that with the season we're in, we're all just celebrating and indulging and traveling and doing these different things. But then by January, we think we're just going to wake up and start to achieve our goals. But then even though we tend to fail by the end of the week or the end of the month, we just repeat that cycle over and over again. So, I mean, I think it's pretty amazing, but um, let me just move forward. The Journey to Healing Food Shopping Guide is your resource to making healthier food choices next time you go to the grocery store. Grab your copy today at HealthyShoppingHabits.com. Healing starts in the kitchen. Begin your journey to healing today. Go to HealthyShoppingHabits.com. 
Once again, that's HealthyShoppingHabits.com. A few years ago, what I found kind of interesting, because again, a lot of this is based on tradition. A lot of this is based on what society is doing. A lot of this is based on what we see a lot of other people doing. And I started to research the history of New Year's because one thing is when you understand sometimes why we do what we do, especially if it's not serving us or helping us, understanding where a lot of the stuff comes from can help us break the cycle. And understanding the history helped me kind of break that cycle and not feel obligated to have to do these things and not set myself up for disappointment. So once you understand this, I want to hear what you think, or if you've heard about this, or if you knew about this, let me know what you think. But here's a brief history that I found online about New Year's resolutions and where it came from. So in 46 BC, Julius Caesar introduced the Julian calendar, which closely resembles the modern Gregorian calendar. So the calendar we use today isn't the calendar we always had. So, you know, think about this. We're basing our lives on this calendar that was created, <laughs> you know, maybe about 4,000 years ago. So, and it wasn't the original calendar. But um, it's the Gregorian calendar is the calendar that most countries use today. And when I'm thinking about this, you know, this is how we celebrate the new year. But in other countries, I know the Chinese have a different new year. So some countries have a different new year. It makes more sense to me that the new year should begin in the spring. But here we are celebrating a new year in the middle of winter. But anyway, let me continue. So as part of his reform, Caesar established January 1st as the first day of the year to honor Janus, who is the Roman god of beginnings, whose two faces allowed him to look back into the past and forward into the future. So Janus, January, is actually the name of a Roman god. And actually, a lot of the months in the calendar actually represent a lot of the ancient gods or pagan gods, however you want to phrase it. All right. So here we go. Romans celebrated January 1st by offering sacrifices to Janus in hopes of gaining good fortune in the new year. They decorated their homes with laurel branches and spent the day partying. And it was common for friends and families to exchange well wishes and gifts because they believed the beginning of anything was an omen for the whole. So a lot of this was based on what was started by Julius Caesar and the Romans. Oh, a few more things I want to share. Kissing at the moment at transition into the new year. You know how they play that song and they kiss and this is where it came from. The kissing is rooted in pagan sexual practices and superstition. And then here we have about watch night. Watch night services were conducted to watch out for evil spirits who were believed to roam the earth during those times. Hence comes the tradition of staying up to ring in the new year. <laughs> and this all depends on where you are in your life. You know, in the part, it, where I am in my life, I don't really participate anymore. For me, it's another day on a calendar and I'm usually in bed by 10 o'clock on New Year's Eve. So 
hey, to each his own, I'm just sharing some information. And then here's another tradition, eating pork and black eyed peas on New Year's Day originates from homage to Janus. So you see where this, a lot of this comes from and what you see is very similar to what you do today. So you got to think about what you're doing and why you're celebrating it and how this stuff originates. And in a way, you got to think about it. Is this really serving me? Is this really helping me? Or are you doing it because you're expected to? Or are you doing it because, you know, you just want to do what everybody else does? So when it comes to success, it comes to really thinking differently. It comes to understanding why you do what you do. If you want to do something different, we got to be something different. We got to think differently. So when you just disconnect from that and start to redefine resolutions, instead of making a New Year's resolutions, make it a life resolution or a lifestyle resolution. Make it about that. And when you focus on that, then you'll have more success. But if you force yourself to say, I got to do it because it's the first. I got to do it because it's New Year's Eve. I got to do it because everybody's making vision boards and all this. It puts pressure on you if you don't understand how and why you want to do what you want to do. So I hope I'm making sense. I, I want to say a lot. I don't want to take too long, but I want you to get the foundation of what you're doing and why. And then you take that foundation and build from there. But some of you are building on a foundation of sand. Some of you are building a foundation that you don't even understand. But once you understand why you do what you do, then you can start to change the trajectory of your life and begin to see results that stick and not just fall off a week or a month or two later. Now I'm going to go through the five things you need to do before 2024. And the point I'm saying this is because you want to start now. You want to start last month. You want to start last year. You don't want to just wait. I want to encourage you to move forward now. Start your success now, because it's very powerful when you start to think this way, because when you start to think differently, you will start to get different results and realize you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait till January 1st. You don't have to follow the status quo. Okay. You don't have to follow mainstream. You can learn to do what works for you because when you do what works for you, you'll get the results that are for you. So let me go ahead and jump into key point number one. As you go into the new year, you want to reflect not only on this year, but years before that. Because like I said in the beginning, a lot of us tend to repeat the same cycles over and over again. We tend to overindulge the last three months of the year, gain all this weight, and hope by January we'll start a plan to lose it all again just to quit a week later. Is that your cycle? If it is, and you want to break that cycle, continue to listen. But if you're not, great. But you might have some other patterns that you need to assess. So really reflect on that. Really do like a analysis, like what did I do? What do I want to change? What is something that I wanted to change five years ago that I'm still struggling with? So we really got to think about that. And we really got to be honest with ourselves when it comes to the changes that we want to make. And that includes looking back and reflecting. What are some of the wins I had? What are some of the successes I've had? What are some of the losses I've had? What were the disappointments? What did I need help with? What did I give up on? 
What are the promises I broke to myself? Where was I discouraged? What brought me joy? What stressed me out? What are some of the losses you had? This all matters. It all matters, the good and the bad. But we tend to live in a culture where we run away from pain and always just looking for pleasure. But sometimes we got to feel the pain and use that pain as a way of learning. It's that pain that pushes us to change. But if we continue to avoid it, we will never change and we'll go in this circle over and over and over again. So we got to reflect. We got to analyze ourselves and really learn to prioritize what's important. And then we take that information and make a decision. So the first thing is reflect and make a journal of the things that you can improve on. Look at your strengths and your weaknesses, and then prioritize those most important things that you want to change. And then once you get that priority, and you may have more than one, make a decision of what you want to tackle first. Because another thing about people in the new year, what they tend to do is they try to do too many things or they want it all or none, but it doesn't work that way. You got to figure out what's most important. You know, I'm in the health space. So for you, if you're listening to me, you're probably listening to me because you want to lose weight. You want to become more fit. Those are actually the top resolutions that people make. The other resolutions people make is financial. They want to make more money or they want to save more money. They want to start a business. Other people have other goals like going back to school, getting educated. So there's a lot of things, but you got to prioritize if you have more than one passion or goal that you want to achieve, which one is more important. So start with that and then make a decision that this is what you're going to do. Make a decision that you're going to focus on your health this year, because if you struggled with your health in 2023 and prior to that, it's because you didn't make it a priority. You didn't make it important because if it was important, you would have stuck with it. If it was important, you wouldn't have fallen off despite what time of the year it was. You should be able to still keep your health a priority despite what is happening around you. So a lot of us got to learn how to function in a world that doesn't really support a lot of our goals that we have, especially when it comes to health and wellness. I mean, we got a lot stacked against us, but we got to be aware of what we have to work against and make a decision to say, you know what, this is what I want to do. You may not know how to do it right now, and we're going to get to that, but you got to understand and prioritize what you want to achieve. And then once you know what you want, then you're going to find the techniques, the strategies, the person, the book, whatever you need to achieve that. So back to number one, reflect on 2023 and prior to that. And number two, make a decision. What are you going to prioritize? And then after we make that decision, you got to create a plan. You got to set goals around that decision. So say if your decision is, I want to lose weight, that is a great decision to make, but then you got to take that decision and make sure it's a priority because if you don't make it a priority, you don't make it a plan. It's just a wish. It's just a dream. One thing I like to say is resolutions are for dreamers. 
It's not for doers and it's not for achievers. That's why 43% fail their resolutions or don't achieve them by the end of the month because it was just a dream. They just thought that it would just happen to them. But it takes a plan. It takes a clear plan. If you have this goal to lose 100 pounds and you don't have a plan, you're going to fail. And one of the favorite systems that I like to use that I use to coach my clients when I'm helping them create their health plan is the um, SMART system, where S means specific. You got to make your goals specific. Don't just say, I want to lose weight. How much weight do you want to lose? Specific is being very clear on what you want. How much weight do you want to lose? And then measurable is being able to measure and track your progress. So if you don't know what's going on, you don't know if you're winning or losing. So some people just say, I want to lose weight. They don't know how much they want to lose and they're not paying attention to what is actually affecting their body weight. And it's not just the scale that I'm talking about. Other things that you need to measure are some of those underlying health conditions that you have. For some of you, your blood pressure, your glucose readings. So things got to be measurable. You got to be able to track certain things because as you prioritize, you got to be able to understand the underlying conditions of your weight, what's preventing you from losing weight. That's what I mean by being specific, getting to the cause. That's why we got to reflect. How did you gain the weight in the first place? So this is all going to come together. That's why I keep going backwards to remind you of the previous steps so that you could understand what we're doing now. So again, reflect on 2023, make a decision. And then as you make a decision, start to make a plan being very specific and measurable. And then the A in SMART is achievable. In January, you're going to be flooded with a lot of weight loss programs. And I'm not that person that's going to say, hey, join me to lose 10 pounds in 10 days. I'm not that person. I'm here to warn you and prepare you for what's to come because you're going to get a lot. People know when they're marketing their products, they know that January is a big time of year for people that want to lose weight. So I'm trying to help you <laughs> and, and let you realize that as you get flooded with all this, you got to be able to say, does this match my priority? Does this match what I'm trying to do with my life? Because in the beginning, when I talked about why we do resolutions in the first place, a lot of us do it because everybody else is doing it. And then when you get introduced in these programs that people are going to start marketing, you're going to be like, well, I'm going to do this because everybody else is doing it. But we still, no matter what time of year it is, we got to think things through and set systems around what we want and then create it so that we can follow them, not just for the year, but for the rest of our lives. So let me go back. I'm talking about SMART goals. S is for specific. M is for measurable. A is for achievable. And now talking about relevant. It has to be relevant to who you are. You know, we can't achieve goals that don't resonate with us. If you're not passionate about it, if you don't really want it, if it doesn't apply to you, what's going to happen is you're just going to get bored with it and move on to the next shiny object. So it has to be relevant to your age. It has to be relevant to many things about yourself. 
But a lot of times it has to be something that we desire, something we want and something that applies to us, not what somebody else is telling applies to us. This has to be really getting to know what we want and who we are so that we can achieve this. And then the T in SMART is time bound. It has to be time bound, meaning set a time to it. So let me give you an example. You want to lose 100 pounds this year. Let me say 120 pounds. And to lose 120 pounds, you want to lose 10 pounds a month. Okay? That sounds more realistic, right? Because 100 pounds is so overwhelming. But if you say, okay, I'm going to start a plan to lose 10 pounds a month and I'm going to measure it, measure my progress. And what I'm going to do is achieve it by certain activities and things that are relevant to me. Does that make sense? So we really got to dig deep and get clear because you can't hit a target if you can't see it. You got to have a strong vision before you can really make a plan. So 120 pounds a year is about 10 pounds a month. And then you got to have a plan on how you're going to achieve that. So very important. So say like you, you set a program and your goal is to lose 10 pounds a month, but you only lose six or seven. Don't be disappointed. That's another thing that happens. People are saying, I want to lose 10 pounds. I only lost seven. I quit. You lost seven pounds. That's more than what you lost before. I don't care if it was three pounds, you still lost because you put in strategies in place. You stayed consistent. You stayed focused. And then you got to analyze, you know, even look back weekly, monthly, like what could I do better? What did I not do enough of? What can I do more of? And then you do it the next month and maybe the next month you'll lose eight pounds. But the thing is you keep going because the end of the year is going to get here, whether you like it or not. And before you know it, you're going into 2025 with the same problems and the same frustrations. So you really got to get this. You're going to keep going in this circle if you're not clear and decide to be consistent and have your priorities in place. All right. So that was number three. And number four is do something now. Don't wait till January 1st. <laughs> Don't wait till your church says we're going to do the Daniel fast. <laughs> Don't wait until goodness. I don't know. Just there's so many things happening this time of year, but don't wait. Do something now because it's like we tend to wait till everything is in perfect order. Everything's aligned. There's always going to be something. And in my opinion, start now because what's going to happen, you're going to get used to making healthy choices despite the food that's around you, despite all the parties. I'm not, you know, and I know some of you are probably listening. That's no fun, doc. That's no fun. Well, being sick isn't fun either. Being miserable isn't fun, but I, I feel more empowered when I can maintain a healthy lifestyle, despite what's going on. You know, when some people checked in with me uh, after Thanksgiving and some of my clients were like, I had no dessert and I had one plate and I felt great. You know, they didn't have the sickness, the fullness, the allergy flare ups, none of that because they actually made a decision and took control of what they were going to do that day. 
And it's possible. I never had someone use some self-control and regret it. I never had, man, I held back. I passed on the dessert. I, I didn't drink too much. I regret it. That doesn't happen. But what do we do regret? Oh man, I was, I was full. I, I just felt miserable. I got sick. My eczema flared up. My Crohn's disease flared up. I mean, there's just so many things that can happen. The point I'm trying to make is nobody regrets it when they actually practice self-control and apply the promises that they made to themselves, because there's always going to be something going on. If there's no holiday, there's going to be something else. So we got to learn how to plan for every moment, every day and be prepared, create strategies of what you're going to do for the birthday parties, create strategies of what you're going to do for the celebrations. And then they'll become habits because when you get to this, and I've been doing this for a long time, you start to create your own traditions. And that's what's really important, creating your own. So don't be afraid to do that. I'm warning you, some family members might get mad, but hey, this is your health we're talking about. So do something now, you know, make this about a new life resolution. And if you can do it now and start now, you're going to be ahead of the game. You're going to be ahead of everyone else that's going to wait until January 1st to start their new life. And then as you build, what you got to do is just start reflecting. Because what happens is a lot of you say, man, that was hard. I can't do this. But that's why you go back to step number one, which was reflect. So as you go through the day, you had a hard time. Reflect on it. Why was it hard? Was it from lack of preparation? Was it because you didn't know what else to do? Was it because everybody was pushing you to do it? You didn't want anyone to feel bad? Because I know back in the day when I was with family, they were like, finish your plate, do all this. And you don't want to hurt their feelings. And you're trying to eat all this stuff. You want to eat the pie. And you already had three slices, but someone's like, try mine, try mine, you know? So I'm just saying, I get it. But we got to be able to prioritize our health and just say a no thank you. It's going to be all right. They'll, they'll get over it. I promise. <laughs> but start now and create new life habits now. Start new resolutions now. And then as the year goes on, you know, as you move forward in your life, you're going to build on it. In the beginning, I talked about that foundation of why we do what we do. And a lot of this is based on a tradition that started over 4,000 years ago, okay? And it had nothing to do with why we celebrate it now. But anyway, I, I won't get too deep into that, but you, it's just something to think about. That's why I put it out there. But as we develop our skills, as we decide to get healthier, we continue to modify it and build it. And instead of starting over year after year, the new year should be a time to build on it and improve. We should be getting better and not using it as a time to keep starting over. So you get what I'm saying? We can't just keep starting over. We need to be better and then pa pass this knowledge on to our children and grandchildren. So learning how to maneuver and just taking action now and don't wait. And the fifth thing I find the most important because what I find being in this space for over 20 years is a lot of us just don't know what we don't know. We just go with the motion, go with what society tells us to do. 
You know, it's just like, we just go with the norm. We take the path of least resistance and we don't want to stand out and we don't want to disappoint anyone. So we tend to blend in. And I found that a lot, found that out a long time ago that trying to blend in, not hurt anyone's feelings, do what everyone else is doing, celebrate what everyone else is celebrating. You did that because you didn't want to stand out and you didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But you got to think about how is that serving you? How is that helping you? You know, when you look at some of the most healthy, successful people on the planet, they're that way because they're doing what other people aren't willing to do. So I'm encouraging you to be okay with that. It's not easy. And that's what a lot of these people are going to flood you with in the next month is it's easy. Have your cake and eat it too. And that's a red flag. If you run into a program and it, and it looks easy and you could do what you want and it doesn't really require any work, it's a red flag. You're going to waste your money and end up right back where you started in 2025, 2026 and beyond. It takes work and it really takes stepping out of your comfort zone. So that's why I really recommend this most important step is finding a support system, finding a coach, finding a mentor. That's why it's so important because it gets kind of lonely and confusing when you're doing this on your own. When you do it alone, you only have this frame of knowledge that you have. And then when you have that frame, you tend to just stick with that, but not realizing that you have to step out of that frame and expand your knowledge so that you can change the direction of your life. So that's why a support system is so important. So you can learn new things, learn new ideas. So that's why community and support and having a mentor or a coach is very, very important because when you're going on this journey, it's nice to have a group of like-minded people that can help you because a lot of people don't know what they don't know. And if you're not doing the things that you need to do, you're not going to get the results that you want. And if you continue to do the same things over and over again, because that's what we do, we work on what we know. Okay. We work on our knowledge, what we've learned, what our families have taught us. And we stick with that year after year after year. But we got to start thinking about why do we do what we do? Just like I talked about the tradition of New Year's. When you read it, you're going to be like, really? I do this and this is where it came from? It goes against what you desire, the overeating, the drinking and all that. It, it doesn't serve you. So a lot of the things that we tend to adapt to are actually causing a lot of the problems that we're trying to beat. Again, at the end of the year, we're overindulging. And then the beginning of the year, we're trying to get rid of those symptoms of the decisions we made. So why should we make those decisions in the first place? So I wanted to take another spin on this because I don't want to be one of those people. Oh, happy new year. And this is going to be the best year of your life. And then by the end of the week, you're back to where you started. I'm not playing that game. I don't want to play that game. The only reason why I'm mentioning it is because I, I know it's on the top of many of your minds but I really want you to succeed and start to take action now and continue all through the months, January, February, March, 2025. And this is how it builds. 
Okay. So just a personal story, you know, I've lost 70 pounds and it didn't start with a resolution. It started with a decision that I made in the summer of 2011. And then I built from that year after year after year. And here it is 11 years later, and I still am enjoying the benefits of not only the weight loss, but the health that I've achieved. And that's how I like to help others do the same thing. You know, start to create a healthy mindset, a healthy lifestyle, so that not only do we get healthy, we stay healthy because it's nothing more frustrating than to keep starting over. For some people, it's starting over every Monday. For some people, it's starting over every month. For some people, it's starting over every three months. For some people, it's starting over every year. But we shouldn't be doing that. We need to break that cycle. So real quick summary of the key points, the five things you need to do before 2024 is number one, once again, reflect on 2023 and before that, okay? Because a lot of our habits we've had for a long, long time, especially if you're in my age group, if you're in the 50 and up or the 40 and up age group, we tend to know what our patterns are. So we got to really just take some time to reflect on our lives and how we got here. We got to really understand that. Number two, we got to set clear goals. A lot of people don't achieve their goals because they're not clear enough. They're just very vague. I want to lose weight. I want to get more fit. All right. How fit do you want to get? How much weight do you want to lose? And the system that I like to use is called the SMART system, where S is for specific, measurable is M, A is achievable. R is for relevant and T is for time bound. And number three is make a decision. So once you decide to set your goals, make a decision to achieve that goal. All right. It's one thing to make a goal, but decide that you're going to make a plan and take action on that goal. And uh, I think I went out of order here. Let me say that again. So number one, again, is reflect on 2023. Two is make a decision. So as you reflect, you're going to prioritize the areas that you want to work on, then set goals on those priorities, okay? I knew something was off. And then number four, do something now. Don't wait, okay? Don't wait until the calendar tells you. Do it now. Do it tonight. Do it before you go to bed. Do something, okay? You got to take action. Because like I said before, if you make resolutions that you don't commit to, it's just a wish. It's just a dream, all right? That's why I like to say New Year's resolutions are for dreamers. They're not for doers. They're not for achievers. Like I said, the people that are like making moves and doing things, they started on 2024 about three months ago. <laughs> Yesterday, they started 2024, maybe in 2020. So I'm just saying, you know, if you're starting on the first, you waited too long. And finally, number five, find a support system, find a community that can support you, find or mentor or a coach like myself that really has your interests at heart and wants to help you. I also have some other resources that I'll add to the description. I'm not promising any quick weight loss, I'm not promising anything easy. It takes work because you didn't gain the weight overnight. You didn't get sick overnight. 
So you can't expect to lose it overnight. So we got to get real with what we are and what we want. And I'd be happy to help you with that. So I'm going to go ahead and close. I think I went longer, way longer than I planned, but I enjoyed every minute of it. it. As long as it helps, you know, somebody out there that's listening, as long as it helped you, that's all that matters. So I'm going to go ahead and let you go. And until next time, go out there and achieve more freedom in your health and your life. Take care. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed the show, seal the deal to heal by leaving a review, subscribing to the podcast and sharing with a friend. Thanks again. And we'll continue the journey next week.